we're not doing Reese's Puffs? No, this is relevant because of the Jonas Brothers. Bars. <laughs> Reese's Puffs and have bars. <laughs> What ridiculous lyrics, though. One of those rowdy boys. <laughs> Rhymes with funny noise. <laughs> I have to get to the chorus. A film I've seen, not a movie. <laughs> So anyways, that was year 3000 by the Jonas Brothers, and I felt like Sorry, I needed... Sorry, but if, we need, if you need us to tell you that, <laughs> like, <laughs> stop that, listening right now. That's a you right problem. Now. That's a you problem. Um, but they came out with a new song this week, which was actually, like, pretty good, and then it just made me only want to listen to old Jonas Brothers. And Can we talk about the, the shift of one. power? What shift of power? The fact that Nick Jonas is in the center. Oh, and not, uh, what's his name? Yeah, no. What's his other name? Joe. Joe. Holy shit. I mean, Nick was always gunning for, you oh, know. Oh, how the tables have <laughs> <dreams>. turned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you marry Priyanka Chopra, there's really no, like, outdoing that. <laughs> Anywho, Year 3000, high key, a good song. And I heard it on Disney Channel all the time. And so now you guys get to all relive Either your own childhood or just my childhood. You loved that song. I did. I did. It was like, I think, when I first started to LimeWire things. <laughs> and obviously, you have to download like five different versions because like some of them are literally just two kilobytes and are a virus. <laughs> um, but anyways, again, the reason we chose this song was because the Jonas Brothers did come out with a new single called Sucker. And it's really cute. And all of their like partners are in it. Especially Priyanka Chopra. I was like, who are these other people? And then by Okay, deduction, one of them is Sophie Turner. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I think she like played someone in the Hunger Games. I didn't watch that. I didn't, I didn't yeah, so don't act like you're like oh, one of them Sophie Turner. It's like you don't even know who that other is. people knew who she was. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but I thought it was very cute and I'm glad they're like back together question mark. Were they ever apart? I don't know. I mean, they definitely had a period of like Silence. A few years, yeah, a where decade. They didn't release yeah. anything. <laughs> Other people who are back on the scene: Carly Rae Jepsen, Your the babe. queen of pop. Stop. <laughs> she released a double single with um, "Party for One" tacked on the end of it, so I guess kind of a triple single, but kind of not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's "Now That I Found You" and "No Drug Like Me." "No Drug Like Me" is more like. Ballady, which if I'm honest, I don't like it as much as like the regular Carly Rae Jepsen sad bop. Why are you pigeonholing her into dancey pop? Because it's (laughs) you're a hater. It's not because I'm a hater. It's because I think she does it really well and I want her to do things that she's really good at because (laughs) it makes good music. Fair. Um, other stuff that came out, Benny Blanco has a new single called I Can't Get Enough with Selena Gomez, J Balvin, and Tiny. And it's really catchy in my of opinion. Course. 
Um, and I love J Balvin. He was my top artist of 2018. I did listen to 18 hours. <laughs> but I do kind of feel like this song is a little bit of just like a toned down Sky Don't Biendo song. Yeah. So I wasn't like, I mean, I'm like, Benny Blanco is good at producing, and so this is a successful production. I just don't think, you know, see, see this? Yeah. And I think like, he does a good job at using Selena Gomez's vocals to play into the instrumental, which is not necessarily something I feel like Sky Don't Fiendo, like, does necessarily. Yeah. But, actually, I kind of like the little, like, xylophone stylings, too. Yeah. This is good. I like this. Okay, I take this back everything part, I said. Fuck this it. This is the part that I wish the whole song was. Yeah. Selena Gomez is, like, pop or whatever, but, like, yeah. can we just have, like... J Balvin and Tiny song. I do also wish that Selena Gomez's part, not that I don't like Selena Gomez, it just to me feels like an obvious choice. I would like someone just like a little bit more off the beaten path because yeah. with this production, it's going to be successful regardless. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but I guess speaking of our favorite Latin artist, Maluma also has a single HP out. He looks really um, hot. At True. And Sebastian Yatra <laughs> has Dejate Querer with Lalo Ebrat. Yera and Tropical Minds. Um, Tropical Minds is actually Lalo Ebrat Yera and this other guy's Skinny Happy, so seems a tad redundant to put Tropical Minds also in the artist name, but I'm like not mad about it because otherwise I would not have actually known that that was their collective. So, yeah. um, and then last thing, Sech, or maybe it's Sec, Farruko and Sony Lennox have a new song, Solita, which is more of like a harder perreo type vibe but I really liked it. Um, what else, though? Uh, the new Juice World single is really fucking good. And I mean, okay. So let me... We're going to play it. <laughs> so I wasn't, like, sure. I was like, okay, it's piano. There's Juice World on it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I do think SoundCloud rap is really interesting in the way that it like pulls from a lot of different genres I agree. and is a very, very multicultural um, movement in rap. I agree. Like Lil Pump is Colombian. Did you know that? I didn't actually. Yeah. Okay, but I like these perks a lot. Um, not just like the ones that are like very obvious. But, like, there's, like, a little, like, metallic, like, clanking that happens that I kind of associate with, like, Muramasa. Yeah. And then also when those 808s go high at the end of a phrase. Mm-hmm. That, and there's this one part where the flow is so good. Hold up. Right here. Yeah, I just love that part where he says, me, you, and Limbo. That is pretty good. I would encourage you to listen to other rappers, though. They definitely do that also. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but, like, I think that this one works really well with this particular instrumental. And yeah, like, that's super fair. Also, something that I wasn't expecting from Juice World because I was expecting it to be, like, sad, sad, sad. Mm-hmm. You broke my heart. Sad, sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, on that rap game, though, the Offset album... I said I would talk about it last week, so now I guess I have to talk about it. <laughs> Just going to give some high-level thoughts, um, honestly, because we have a lot to get through. Um, 
I will say right now that this is definitely the most mature album of all of the like Migos single albums that have been put out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and he actually does sound like a grown ass person, which like Quavo Huncho, that album tried to be more like developed production wise and stuff mm-hmm. and like song structure wise. But I feel like um, the Offset album actually it does do that. But then the stuff that he's talking about is also like a little bit more mature. Um, he uses a lot of like emotional violins and like soaring instrumentals that sort of back up this wave of thoughts that I guess he's been harboring for a while. And I think that's like a welcome change, at least for me as someone who like gravitates towards that type of like content in general. Yeah. Um, favorite songs were Red Room, How Did I Get Here and Tats on My Face. Personally, just since I think they balance the production and the lyrics really well. Also, How Did I Get Here has a J. Cole feature. So we obviously love that. Um, I will say though, sometimes it did get to be a little bit much. For example, like North Star, I thought it was just like so fucking forced sounding. Like mm. the stuff he was saying, it just felt like he was like pushing it a little bit too hard. Um, and CeeLo Green sounded so like out of the mix. It was just like a weird, you know how he has like a really definitive, uh, oh, yeah. distinct, I guess, kind of like vocal quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, whoa, there's CeeLo Green. <laughs> um, also, he's like mad problematic, so I also didn't like that. Um, I do love that he's really vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. And I think this album sort of comes at a time in both Offset's life and the rap scene in general where like this generation of rappers is kind of growing up. Offset said in an interview, like, when I made Father of Four, like, the intro song, I just felt relieved, honestly. It's, like, things I was keeping in, but I felt like this album has to be different because I'm grown. I'm doing real grown man things. I can't keep talking about these diamonds, cars, because I go through real life all the time. Mm. And I feel like this is an interesting trend in rap in general because I think there's basically this this reaction amongst this middle child generation of, like, well, we were the babies kind of, like, doing our own thing. And now, like, there's this generation of, for example, these, like, young SoundCloud rappers mm. that forces you to realize that, oh, like, we are part of this movement. We're part of this lineage. Mm-hmm. Because when you're not the youngest anymore, you recognize that, oh, you're there's this, you know, shift that's happening. And yeah. then I think that necessarily, not as, like, a retaliation or anything, um, but more just, like, a reaction to seeing yourself as part of this ever-changing thing that makes you think more about like what is the point of this like what is your place in this kind of looking back at the people who like came before you Mm -hmm. and it just provokes naturally this sort of like introspection and reflection and I think this is like both a product of his actual life but also makes sense as a larger trend in this like middle children generation and Migos is like a younger middle child obviously Mm -hmm. like not SoundCloud rap, but definitely like the cutting edge yeah, of like yeah, the yeah, TI yeah. Gucci Mane trap sort of vibe that they had pioneered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, I did like the album in that context, but you know, as I said, sometimes it got to be a little bit much. Like he had some pop leanings on there. So if you're like interested in the Migos vibe, it's definitely still like present. I just, I guess I didn't really highlight it that much. I'm just yeah. talking about it just Cause now, I mean, but, that's like, the know. thing that you go into expecting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But kind of continuing on this trend of like the middle children, we have a two chains album and I know it's like really difficult just going like back to back, but like, I don't know, it kind of like made sense to just keep on going like backwards in this middle child lineage. Um, Two chains is a rapper from Atlanta, 
which you know. How much do you know about 2 Chains? Like, probably not that much. Do you know about the most expensivest YouTube channel? That's um, about it, probably. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, a handful of things, also because I had brushed up recently after the whole Ariana Grande thing. Oh, and, yeah. like, not realizing the whole, like, Pink Trap House that thing. That he's, like, so, a really like, good person. Yeah, and, like, so just brushing up on yeah, yeah. that. I mean... Two Chains is pretty well known in the mainstream as like a really, really good feature artist. Um, and I think in the more like hip hop head sort of community, he's known as like an album artist. Mm. And I think that's kind of like a nice way of saying that his singles aren't necessarily like as strong as some of his features or some of his albums. But mm. the result of that is a lot of people who just kind of like here and there listen to more like pop rap don't realize that like if they listen to a Two Chains album, they'd be getting like way more than they would have thought possible right and this album is kind of like no different he's pretty consistent with his albums being like very good um he's really thoughtful and like an original and earnest person um, my friend sent me this article that i think does like a really amazing job of sort of humanizing this larger than life figure and giving like a window into how he approaches his life and fame and how he's super grounded in his like roots in atlanta because if you don't actually dig deeper you just like see this guy who's literally his name is two chains and his other name was titty boy and he wears like a lot of long fur coats and has a crazy ass <laughs> youtube channel but he is like an extremely grounded very thoughtful very smart person who is like able to see what's going on around him in like a in an insightful way yeah um and so i think this album in particular kind of addressed that he said in a press release that it's like about black excellence and sort of quote challenging the notion that the only way to get out of the inner city is to either become a rapper or a ball player um and the album is called rapper go to the league so Mm. and you might be like two chains is a rapper but was he a ball player and the answer is yes he played college basketball (laughs) and LeBron James executive produced this album and did A&R for it. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Best vine of all time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked this album. Honestly, the production was crazy on it. There was like a lot of beats that I would not necessarily expect to be like a two chains classic beat. Mm. And the bars are like insane. I mean, I think he talks about like taxes and part of the album. He talks about like the NCAA and it's not like a fake sounding thing because like obviously he actually played in the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. The, like it just covers a whole range of things and it's extremely, I don't know, diverse. Mm hmm. Uh, the one thing that I will say about the album is that I actually wish I could reorder it. Um, album ordering is, I think, super, super underrated. Like, a bad album ordering can make a project seem, like, disjoint or random instead of, like, versatile. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, Forgiven is such a good intro, and it's super, super emotional, and I feel like the use of spoken word by Marsha Ambrosius, especially at the end, like, there's this moment of kind of, like, seeing all these different forms of black art as related in the sense of growing out of this severe life-and-death oppression Mm -hmm. that kind of, like, permeates all these aspects of life, and I thought that, like, connection was really strong there. Mm. When your dreams turn to nightmares Transactions turning night gears Went to Green Mall and bought five pairs. I stayed You know, it just has this like hard hitting, like keep your head down, like on the grind, like emotional kind of vibe. And then like Threat to Society is literally the next song. And it talks about like, you know, oh you've probably never seen your friend killed, you've probably never seen your friend die. Like he talks about how he had to sell drugs to members of his family in order to make money. You know, these things are, like, extremely, extremely powerful and raw and 
graphic in the sense that they really paint a picture of just like the day-to-day shit that you know he was going through mm-hmm. and I fucking love this sample so good to be alive by the truth okay so that's song one and song two then we get into money in the way which sounds like this like super super victorious like really like upbeat happy you know like yeah this reminds me more of like my own thing by chance yeah but it's like richer in a way you know what i mean yeah yeah um, but then you get into like statute of limitations which had this like solo piano that i felt was like a little bit i don't know i don't want to say corny because that's an extremely loaded word but like it was just I don't know, a little bit much. And then like Whip and High Top Versace, I didn't think were that sick. They were more like back to the old sort of like ball out sort of vibe and sort of distracted from what I felt like these three songs are super honed, really, really good, each in their own way, different, but like pushing a very good message. And then I was kind of like, all right, this is distracting, kind of a bummer, like what's going on here? There's like a randomly an Ariana Grande feature. Like as you dig deeper, you're like, what the fuck? There's a Kendrick Lamar feature. Like what's going on? Um, and so I took the liberty of reordering the album for myself. And that <laughs> order is Forgiven, Threat to Society. Then it goes into Rule the World, the one with Ariana Grande, Girl's Best Friend, the Ty Dolla Sign feature. Then $2 Bill with Lil Wayne and E-40, because I felt like that was kind of like a Wait, good shift. Wait, there's an shift. E-40 on here? Yes, there is an E-40 feature. And there's also a Lil Wayne feature on that same song, which is like wild that they had enough room for literally two chains, Lil Wayne and E-40 on a single song. Anyways, then I hit a lick with Kendrick Lamar, a fucking amazing song. Then you get into Money in the Way to kind of like bring it back around that sort of like victorious vibe. Um, so the same way that uh, Championships by Meek Mill on the Championships album, that song was like later in the in the album, which I mm-hmm. really appreciated. Um, then after that, I put I Said Me, and then I put NCAA, and then I put Sam, and then I put I'm Not Crazy Life Is. And you'll notice some of the songs are not on the album anymore. Yeah, those are off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The other thing I wish I could delete was Kodak Black's verse on I'm Not Crazy Life Is because he's an oh. actual rapist. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Like, I do love that Spotify allows you to ignore artists now, but I wish you could also skip their verses because Chance the Rapper is also on this song, which I love. Oh, But then yeah. I wish I could just skip the Kodak Black part. Um, but yeah, so if anyone is interested, I am going to put the album in my ordering on the playlist and you can hear it the way 2 Chains, LeBron, and I intended for you <laughs> to hear it. Um, but yeah, great, great album. What else you got? Um, Tierra Wack has a new single out again, um, after releasing Only Child. Um, she has this new single called Clones, and it has a lot more of a trap flow than I was expecting, and that she, like, normally has, but it still somehow preserves her, like, unique amount of weirdness. Oh, yeah, especially at the beginning, when she's like, keep that in there. Oh, yeah. Um, also Planet Giza have an EP and I think this is actually kind of old and I missed it, but I still really, really like it and wanted to talk about it. They're like a trio, I think that's been on the come up in Montreal for a while. And, um, they have this EP out and it has like a cool balance of like skits and actual songs, um, like spoken sort of like interludes. I really liked Ambush. I really liked um, Break From Normal. And then there was this other song, Timeless slash Three Stacks. And I want to just play a little bit for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
So don't you have this kind of mix of percussion? Like it uses like different types of samples that aren't just like necessarily obvious R&B type of yeah. perks. Yeah. And then just wait for yeah. the syncopation yeah. right yeah. here. crazy that this like random ass like trio i was like oh never heard of them and i was like wow really like this like beat and then i was like okay well it's katronata so i guess that makes I mean, sense has his like just like shows up in places true truly um oh my god speaking of songs where i was like i actually have to hand it to this producer did you hear the new g easy song the one with Blueface? yeah which was an insane song because i was like why what the fuck makes you G Easy and you blue face think that you're the face of the West Coast? Yeah. Like that's okay, wild. It's Where's like, G Easy from? The Bay. Wait, are they both from the Bay? No. Blueface is from LA. Didn't you listen to his fucking verse where he was like Yeah. But this is so cool, isn't it? It's like hyphy a little bit, but it's also like kind of electronic and funky. And like the part where it like breaks into just the instrumental and all those little like something like that, the West Coast, like things like all layer on top of each other is so fucking cool. Hold on, let me find it. Right here. You know? Yeah. It's so cool. And so I was like, you know what? G-Eazy's saying some wild things, but let me just look at these production credits. And it's Julia Lewis. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Julia Lewis is so talented. Was it you that I went to? He had a DJ set? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, shit was yeah, yeah. so fucking sick. Who was he opening for? I, I forget. I think it might have actually been Tennyson. Like, maybe. I would believe that. Actually, no, it was Tennyson. Yeah. It straight up was Tennyson. Okay, word, word, word. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, honestly. They literally released an EP, um, which I, like, didn't know was happening because I thought that, like, Streamer to Chrome and Winter Sleep and, like, Face the Night were all separate, like, singles. Because sometimes But they, why would you think that? They'd be doing that. Because Face the Night is so different from both of the... Okay, than true. Streamer to Chrome That's true. and Winter Sleep. That's true. So, like... They definitely still have the same, like, mindful production as ever. Like, just just listen to these, like, tiny, tiny, tiny stabs on Melon Pan. These, like, really, like, cut off, like, weird little, like, twings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like this song, but it was so long for me. No, all of them are really long. Yeah. All of them are like five, six minutes. I was minutes. like, wow, we still doing this melon panning. <laughs> Those melons, they just keep on panning. <laughs> and like, there's also, they still have all that like everyday percussive things where like, it's like some like metal ball rolling on a table sample. Oh, or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little like mm-hmm. wood block tapping samples and stuff like that. Um, that's still everywhere. But what's different is that, like, there aren't a lot of synths just, like, throughout the whole EP, as I'm used to them having. Like, comparing this to, like, the Like What EP, it feels very different. Yeah. I mean, I think they had a lot more, like, sort of, like, razory, sawtoothy sort of synths before, and now they're kind of, like, warmer e piano based 
like aura that I think they're creating. Like Melon Pan doesn't sound like it has a lot of like synths in the typical way, but it definitely uses synthesizers, right? Yeah, like a little bit. I don't Melon know, Pan is, is is one of them. That yeah, is more like that. But if you if you like listen to like Winter Sleep, yeah, that's, that's like true. almost completely analog. True, true, true. But true, true, like true. even so, like it's very recognizable as them and as their style with like the same amount of like mindfulness that they put into their Yeah, a ton of attention to detail. Yeah. Uh so my favorite song on it was definitely TikTok mm-hmm. because it has a lot of these like cut and like reversed samples which like makes sense cuz the whole like time motif or whatever. But like Oh. Did I you get just it. get that? <laughs> <laughs> See, this type of energy is what I like. It's not too, like, frenetic, but it's definitely enough to catch your attention from, you know, like, it's not just, like, sleepy, ambient, piano, Spotify playlist type of thing. Yeah. And this kind of vibe reminds me of, like, You're Cute and some of their earlier stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, the entire EP just kind of has that, like, dreamy sleepy vibe except for face the night but i guess that we still love face goes... the night. that's mid dream yeah that's while you're sleeping <laughs> <laughs> that's the song that you sing before you go to sleep and then all of them are different dreams that you have. <laughs> anyways um continuing on that vibe zach valera released a new single um he's the one who had cool the one about like self-love Mm, probably i know it <laughs> he's like i always wanted to be cool but oh, i'm not oh yeah, yeah 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 so he has a new single out it's called leaf and it's like really weird because like at first i honestly was not that into it and then it just like changed vibes like multiple times and then i was like i like these other weird <laughs> motifs that are happening here <laughs> so like at first i'm like i like this this weird auto-tune thing that's my jam Right. You mean the faint thing in the background? Yeah. yeah. This thing. Oh, I hear it a lot now. Wow, that's a voice. Strong in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> like. And then I was like, okay. Um, but then there's this like other refrain that's like really pretty i like those drums too and i love how like the mumbliness like blends like well in a harmony here Mm -hmm. and it's not just like one thing yeah and this is my favorite part where it like you would yeah you love when things get like quietly emotional Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> and with like weird boop beat oh beats. yep here it is yep okay but yeah it like reminded me of like old green parrot and i miss green parrot <laughs> green <laughs> parrot if you're listening please make music i am a real <laughs> fan <laughs> i know how to pronounce your name that's how i'm real <laughs> i definitely did not know that i was like what are these whys everywhere <laughs> damn um anyway speaking of kind of like weird quirky electronic-y stuff with a lot of varying motifs a cool young awesome artist whose name happens to be solange released an album 
Um, and I think I maybe just had Chloe and Hallie sort of on the brain from last week, but the album called When I Get Home kind of reminded me a lot of Chloe and Hallie's first like album mixtape thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that there was like a lot of sort of song vignettes. It's very pretty and interesting and extremely like intentional in the production, uh, which maybe like I'm saying it because it, there's literally a song like nothing without intention and she like repeats over and over again. There's nothing without intention. And oh, I was like, OK, yeah. noted, noted. Um, and the production credits are like fucking packed with star power but they like refuse to announce their presence because the queen forbids it but like <laughs> literally like tyler the creator pharrell earl sweatshirt like i don't even know the list goes on and on that's just like three out of like 20 zillion people gucci main shows up yeah. anyways um it has a lot of like hand selected references and sort of like shouts out to influential black women and southern culture specifically her hometown of houston and sort of like blackness in society and the media in general. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked that it said all lyrics and melodies written by Solange Knowles in every single song credit. I felt like that was pretty, um, like a strong statement. Yeah. It, like, you know, you can be on the songwriting credits and be like, oh, what if we said Gucci on our cleats? And then it's like, that's it. But the mm-hmm. fact that it's both the lyrics and the melodies is, I think, a pretty strong statement. Um, that said, I do feel like she benefits a lot from having a huge platform just by way of Beyonce, which I'm not saying that she's like unreasonably exploiting it by any means whatsoever. It's just like, that's just how it is when you're in any way associated with Beyonce. So you're going to have a little bit more leeway to kind of do this sort of weird electric jazzy soul experimental reverby everywhere panning sort of stuff. Yeah. Musically, I felt like there were moments that I really, really liked, but no single piece to me like kind of collected all those aspects into a single thing i agree i don't know i really liked jared um because that was like the closest to a full song i liked almeida i liked save low um, and i just checked it and i realized that it's because it's the metro Boomin one. yeah no exactly um and just again sort of comparing it to the chloe and hallie album thing i just felt like they had a lot of the similar things where it's like song ideas, but those just the way that they were composed and the way that they involved their own like special sort of weirdness into it mm-hmm. made for more like repeatedly jammable stuff while mm-hmm. again maintaining that sort of lyrical conceptual complexity. I just think like the ratio, at least for me, this Solange album is more like an art project with all of her friends that she knows that she has a specific vision in mind that she wants to create and I don't think it's like an every single day listenable sort of thing like on purpose yeah so I don't necessarily feel like it's bad to say that you know Mm -hmm. um it's a Solange experience exactly I really enjoyed reading about it I will say that like every time I read about the concept behind the article or like the things that she had to say about it I was like this is really cool yeah yeah but yeah I I don't know I didn't want to like put it into next week because people keep being like what do you think about the Solange album and I'm like yeah girl I don't know like <laughs> yeah I just am like yep she's it, Solange yeah I like stay flow <laughs> yeah we'll see what Pitchfork says the true authority. lover of Solange <laughs> yeah lover of Solange and authority on this type of genre <laughs> yeah so anyways things that we do have the authority to talk about <laughs> um Robotaki released a new single called Meant to Be, and I feel like Robotaki is finally returning to his, like, evolved sound, but, like, from the 
Raton Leveux, like, era. I'm really bad at French. That happened, yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry, but that's how it be. <laughs> and, um, but I like the song. <laughs> this is a mess. You can just bleep me out when I say the thing in French. From his era. Honestly, I'd almost forgotten that this is what Robotaki's original thing was, because he's drifted all the way back around, you know? Yeah, no. With his, like, his actual vocal on things. Yeah. Like, this is what his voice sounds like. Oh! And is it? Yeah. Ah. This is his voice. No wonder his earlier stuff had this voice on it. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, oh, he keeps using this one vocal. It's so good. <laughs> this honestly gives me, like, Mansion Air plus a little bit of Madion vibes almost. Which is old Robotaki. Yeah. But yeah, it like sort of returns to the old style, which I really like, but it's definitely very like evolved and like you can tell that the production is a lot more mature. Like the way that it achieves the like airy sound is mm-hmm. definitely like very I don't know, not I don't want to say calculated, but it's like intentional. Uh, it's yeah, it's intentional. A lot yeah. of thought went into it. Mm-hmm. Also on that disco-y vibe, uh young and sick again. Again, again, again. Every single week, <laughs> yeah. they come out with a new single, and I'm like, they can't be like that good at it. Like this, like this week too. They've been good at it every week <laughs> for the past month, but it's still good. And each of them, it's not even like a, it's good, but it's the same thing as the last one. Each of them has like something specific that's like worthy of calling out. That it's like so cool and like it totally makes the song. And so I guess I'm gonna highlight that portion for this song. You're literally Oh my god. (laughs) I guess I am now, but maybe they just release good music. (laughs) That's exactly what a stan would say. Also, I really need these like summery vibes in my life as a sad winter person right now. Yeah. How is he doing this? Like, is he just like starting on Monday and then <laughs> producing it by I don't Friday? Know. Like, how does this happen? So, like, now you're kind of like, oh, but like, it's just as good as the last one, but it's like kind of similar in style. No, I love this, like, da na 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 thing. But just wait. I'm like trying to find a good example of the stabs. Whoa. I love Aren't these weird acid so cool? string stab thing. It's like a single thread of strings. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. You know? Damn. So good. Also, oh my God, do you know who Dwilly is? Uh, no. I don't. And this one single that I found has pretty, like, unnerving album art. But, and it's a little bit late, but I really need to play it for you because it was really, really catchy. Okay, so you think it's just kind of, like, weird funk SoundCloud vibes, like, not that, you know, just generic. But then, hold on. 
know, like with the water pouring situation. Yeah. But let me go to the. Yeah, yeah. But SoundCloud be doing the water pouring samples a lot. Right here. So good, right? I love this mosquito choir. Stop. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Whatever. It's, I said I loved it. Okay, fine. It's old, but I needed to talk about it. Um, and then another old song that I really want you specifically to hear is this song. I told you the water pouring. It's everywhere. <laughs> okay, but listen. Oh, this is him, all right. Oh yeah. Paul Mond, yeah. yeah. With this like guitar situation. Yeah. And I love these claps. Just wait though. Just wait. You aren't ready. This is my favorite song on the I know, but this is now remixed by Paul Mond. And I love this like riser that's happening right now. It's so tasteful. But then, oh my god, you're actually not ready. Wow. Right? I like it. It's so good. And I think like the use of negative space here is really cool. Like listen to the guitar. You know? Yeah. Like. The way that there's like an empty space and then it's filled by something else like creates this vibe that you think it's going the whole time, but it's actually not, but it like has a lot of syncopation. Yeah. And like usually guitar does not sound good in these sort of circumstances where you just like have some perks and then you like play some guitar on it. It usually I mean, sounds that's what like Mond is shit, good at, but that's what I'm saying. Like this that's is unique thing. too. You know, like this sounds good. It doesn't sound out of place. And I just want to call out that that is not normal. Like, yeah. That took work, and it's awesome, and it's like the signature sound. So yeah, yeah, I can't believe you missed that. Me too, honestly. But like, whatever. I have it now, true, and that's what matters. True. <laughs> um. So more people who came from SoundCloud. Um. Cosmos Midnight has returned after their album, releasing a new single called C U D I. Can you dig it? Um. And it has this really fun sample. And they have returned to serve us some spring summer vibes that I need right now. They're mm-hmm. like their music video is literally like beach home videos while they're like making this song. That's so cute. And I reiterate, they're twins. Yeah, and you so forget in the video, that they're twins, but they're twins. twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one last other sunny song, uh, Jay Park actually, and Wu released this song called Engine, and I. Fully press play on it, expecting to be like, okay, another rap song from Jay Park. <laughs> because that's what he's, like, kind of yeah, been yeah, doing yeah, recently. Yeah. But then I realized that, like, I already kind of knew Woo from another song that was, like, really summery. Mm-hmm. So, turns out this one's just, like, fun summer rap. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> and I was wrong. And I'm glad I was wrong, because I like this a lot better. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, more on, like, a cute kind of fun indie-ish electronic vibe 
I found this group called Between Friends and I tried to like learn more about them tangentially and then they were just like we're friends who make music for you to enjoy and I was like and that I will. Um, So they have (laughs) this EP out called You Can Still Come Over and it is very um, interesting. I don't want to call it synth pop but it's a little bit more toned down than that Mm -hmm. and they kind of go from this sort of pensive SoundCloud ballad to an upbeat SoundCloud wavy funky kind of vibe but they're always SoundCloud but it is always yes exactly exactly in particular I liked this um I love you track it had a really nice pace to it this vocals is definitely yeah SoundCloud mm-hmm. like a more SoundCloudy oh wonder yes I think that's why you like it, because it has the, like, multiple people just singing the same exact line. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It just goes really well with these, like, claps. Yeah. You just, like, want to just kind of, like, sway to it and just, like, have a nice time. I think everyone's just, like, done with winter and is putting out music as if it's not winter. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Except for Tennyson, who put out a song called Winter Sleep. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, I also really, really liked Better Friends. It was more like on the wavies kind of vibe. All of them are good, though. Um, but yeah, fun new fun new group yeah. for you. Um, not new group. In fact, old group. Still fun, though. <laughs> Caro Caro Bonito has released a new single after their album, Time and Place. And I guess it's sort of continuing the thread because it's like labeled as a double single, Mm -hmm. But, like, one of them is from the album. So it's Swimming and The Open Road. And Swimming, like, was on their album. Yeah. Saw an article that messed that up and thought Swimming was new. (laughs) The shade. Forgot about electric guitar as an instrument. (laughs) I like how you vogue to every song. But yeah, I feel like that song is more of like a callback to Fishbowl off of Benito Generation, which was like nice and familiar for me because I did like that era a little more than the time and place yeah. era. Yeah. Um. So to see them kind of like go a little bit towards that direction, just even if it's just like a little dip was nice for me. Mm-hmm. Um. A bit of a swerve is some indie rap that I wanted to talk about just like right at the end here. Um, Love Sad Kid. We love Love Sad Kid has a new song called Look at the Time, which I thought was really nice. Um, And then this Chilean rapper, Bronco Yote, has a new song called Matanga. And I kind of think of him as a sort of logic-esque sort of rapper in terms of very like fast flow but like over these sort of nostalgic old beats but not in like a corny way Do you see what I mean about this instrumental? Mm. Like very um, kind of like jazzy, bluesy um, type of vibe um, so yeah, I thought that was like kind of a departure from his previous album, but I've been listening to this guy for probably, I don't know, like a little bit over a year now. Um, when I first heard this album, I was like, whoa, what the hell? Like, this is amazing. Went on a deep dive, listened to all the previous discography and was like, this is amazing. 
And then we started the podcast like six months later and I was like, I wonder if that dude I really like is ever going to release new music. And now he did and I can talk about it. <laughs> but he's great. I've um, been waiting so long. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I wanted to say was this guy, Aaron May, came out with like a mixtape sort of album kind of thing. It's like 26 minutes long, so it's kind of like a little baby. But there is a ton of like little interludes in there um not really skits per se because they're really like interwoven into the songs as opposed to like jid's skits which you're like whoa i'm not listening to music anymore there's a lot of talking or brockhampton skits yes yeah exactly um but this it it ends with like spoken word poetry by him Mm. and i just want to play you a little bit to show you like what what we're dealing with here Okay, so we've got like an old sample, dreamy, instrumental, heavy on the hi-hats to create that movement, you know? Yeah. Listen to this flow, the way it kind of cuts and rides on this instrumental. So nice. Like, this dude actually sounds exactly like J. Cole. Right? Like, exactly like J. Cole. I mean, I don't listen to nearly as much J. Cole as you do, meaning, like, it's an infinite amount more. Okay, I know, but, like, J. Cole does have this sort of, like, husky, raspy sort of sound to his actual voice that this guy also does have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of the production on this little, like, mixtape thing reminds me of how, like, J. Cole produces a lot of his own tracks. Yeah. And so, like they sound like kind of bedroom producer-y in this very approachable way. And I think Aaron May also kind of does that. Mm-hmm. Like this guy obviously has like a lot of his own style and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like he has a very lyrical, pensive quality and a very good knack for storytelling. Um, and I forget if I already said this, but I really like the last song because it ends with actual spoken word poetry and it's beautiful. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say is um, this dude is <clears throat> 17. Ah. Yeah. One of those. Yep. Like still in school. I, mm. this person demo taped like, Billie Eilish, Billiards Maisie Eyelash. Maisie Peters. I'm trying uh, to think Khalid. about her. Oh, I forgot about Khalid. It, I forgot Khalid was so young. Yeah, uh, I know. I hate it. Babies. Stop being better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just impressed. This uh, 17 is mad young. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just really excited because this album I thought was like a really, really cool concept, really, really well executed, extremely listenable. Like you can just play it on repeat. And even though there are these like ex- like very um, like impactful moments that are kind of raw, you're not mm-hmm. like, oh, let me skip this song because like people are hanging out in my room. You know, like it's very mellow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to end on that. It's great. It's a vibe. Backtrack time. Backtrack time. I know the song, but it's like, what is the name of it? Hold on, fuck. It has two names. Lost in your lips. What the fuck song is that? Damn. Okay. So that is Maribel and Penthouse. Right, right. It's called right, right, About right, right. You. Um, the s- 
instrumental penthouse penthouse, penthouse there's yeah. two of them right <laughs> penthouse penthouse jamba jamba <laughs> yeah who else has two names <laughs> point point yeah um but they released the instrumental of this it's called stilettos like a while back i think it was like 2015 or something gotcha um as just, like, a one-off, like, thing that they posted on SoundCloud, and then they just, like, added Maribel to, like, the mix. Because why and not? It totally elevated the entire thing. And I love Maribel. It's actually funny because, like, I um, also considered doing Shout, the one that she did with Jemba Jemba. Dude, what about Girls Don't Cry with Young Franco? I mean, obviously that's why I, like, was reminded of her. But yeah. then I hadn't connected all the dots that these are all the same person. Gotcha, And yeah. also that I didn't know that she wasn't straight until Girls Don't Cry. It's and subtext. <laughs> literally, it's so fun because now I can look at all of these in a new light. It's like when I was really stupid and I didn't know that Kehlani wasn't straight and I listened to Undercover and I was like, this oh, you is a really good song. Stupid. But it would have been so much better if it was gay. And I'm you <laughs> literally so stupid. You a dipshit. I'm, that's my like dark confession is that that happened. Yeah. I, I it's was okay that to stupid. admit. It's okay to admit. But yeah, now I'm like looking at like the lyrics of Shout again, and it's literally, it's literally gay. Like, Aww. shout your secrets, who's been forcing that mouth to keep them? And she's right. like addressing like baby girl shout. And I thought it was like a fun, like cute, supportive, like platonic thing when I first listened to it. Oh my back God, in, you're like, so straight. You thought it was gal pal talk? It was 2015. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Wow, I forgot about about you as yeah. a song. So and good. then there's a Fortunes remix of it, which is also gay because Fortunes is gay. Sure. So now <laughs> there's just all these gays on this track. <laughs> Great. Great backtrack. <laughs> Take home. There's a lot of gays on this track. I mean, that's literally all of my backtracks. Is it not? That's that's true. Um, in the meantime, though. Let me do this. All right. <laughs> Happy International Women's Month. <laughs> the original vocal splicing that I loved. Okay, I was going to say. Not like, the original. Yeah. She like, did not invent vocal <laughs> splicing. I don't know. <laughs> I love the syncopation of this. It's kind of like dance holly yeah. with a triangle in there. It's like adds this extra like, ooh, what was that kind of thing? But it's still minimal, so you can like hear her voice. It's so 90s. Or early 2000s, Yeah, yeah. definitely early 2000s. Anyway, so that was Baby It's You by JoJo. And I love this song. I never felt like it got the credit that it truly deserved. Like, the production is so good on it. I obviously talked about almost every single sound that was heard in the production, but also the synths. You know, they're kind of, like, bouncy, but they're not too overwhelming. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll I give want you that. more songs to be produced like that. The only thing that does kind of age it a little bit is those, like, perks on the dance hall beats have this kind of, like, kind of distorted clap sound that is super early 2000s. And yeah, so that is that one thing that I would, drum you know, bring up to 2019. Sample. Yeah. It's like the the um, the um perks in Boot Up, where we were talking about how, like, that... Boot that Up by... LMA. Oh, 
True. Yeah, no, how LMA's, like, perks are very early 2000s as well. Yeah. Also, um, Girl's Best Friend with Ty Dallas and the 2 Chain song also yeah. has that exact perk, and it does give it... It, it definitely gives it that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, JoJo's an amazing singer, and I don't know. Like, she literally put out Leave when she was 14. And, like, too little, too late, two years later, and thus she was, like, 16 or something. Like, she was so young and so good, and then she kind of, like, dropped off the scene. Now she's, like, kind of back, and she's still only 28. Yeah, but it's interesting because, like... I guess, like, she was, she very much, like, fit the trend of what was, like, happening at that time, whereas I feel like a lot of the young artists now are, like, doing their own thing and then getting popular independent of that. You know, yeah, like, but Khalid I also feel like, like a... consumption of music has allowed that to be a thing. That's true. JoJo did carve out her own space in the way that she was able to. Like, obviously, you, like, there wasn't, like, this whole group of young 14-year-olds, like, on SoundCloud to the same degree in 2002 that there is, yeah. like, now. Yeah. But I do feel like people encouraged her to do pop, and obviously Leave, Get Out, or whatever was extremely pop-leaning, but her actual albums, like, those songs were way more, like, power r and b harder hitting beats type of thing. And so in that way, I do kind of feel like she did her own thing yeah, to the best of what her record label probably would allow. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I love Jojo. I love this song. I wish it was on Spotify, the original, you know, she remade it for 2018, but it's really just, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, and I love it. So that's my backtrack. Love you, Jojo. (laughs) Anyway, um, that is going to do it for us this week. Follow us on Spotify. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. What else is there again? Uh, Twitter. We have a Twitter, and you should follow it. And you should interact <laughs> with us. And you should retweet this really good tweet that I made about... Um, Rupi Kaur. About Rupi Kaur. <laughs> Wow, shameless, shameless promo of your own tweet. It's a good tweet. Okay, okay. I'm proud of it. Okay, and you should be. Um, but I think that is about it. See you all next week. Bye. I'm sorry, we're we're breaking up. We're breaking up. But yeah, I felt like that song was more of a callback to like, um, what are you doing? Oh, what the fuck? It was cinnamon. <laughs> hubris. This is your hubris. You are Icarus and that mint is the sun.